Attention men, are you wanting to break free from porn or other unwanted sexual behaviors, but finding it seemingly impossible to quit? If so, we can help. My name is Jonathan Darty, the founder of Gateway to Freedom. This three-day workshop is for any man who wants to overcome any kind of unwanted sexual behavior. So whether you're married, single, or divorced, this powerful and proven intensive weekend will help you uncover what is at the root of your struggle and discover the man God always created you to be. Space is limited, so call us today at 210-822-8201 to register. That's 210-822-8201 or visit bebroken.org slash gtf. Good day, listeners and viewers. Welcome to this edition of the Pure Sex Radio program. We're glad to have you with us. My name is Jonathan, and I have a friend from the Northwest. I've got John Wilkes on the line with us. And so, John, welcome to the program. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so uh, how is the weather up in the Pacific Northwest? That's where you are, right? You're up in the Washington area? Indeed. It's been actually kind of humid of late, which is a little unusual, but... Except for a heat wave we had about a month ago, it's been real comfortable, a real nice summer. Yeah, so so before we get started, John, I, I want to let our listeners know, as we do every now and then, that we are a listener-supported program, and so therefore the way you're seeing us or hearing us is because we've just had amazing partners come alongside and uh, support this ministry. So if you'd like to learn more about the ways that you can support us, you can go to puresexradio.com and click on the donate link. And of course, we always ask that after you listen to the program, please rate and review us. This helps people to find the program and uh, get the resources that you're engaging right now. So, um, John, I wanted to have you on because uh, you and I got to meet, actually, uh, back at the Sexual Integrity Leadership Summit that happened uh, back in April um, in San Antonio. And you had come down for that, and uh, you've got a really uh, neat program that you run, uh, Plucky, and we'll get into a little bit of that later. But um, I was just really, uh, I was really impressed with your heart and your mind and just kind of the things that you're trying to do in this space of ministry to help people be, uh, engage self-control on the internet and with technology. And so can you tell us a little bit of your, just your own story and how you got into this kind of work in the tech space sure i so i went to college at a engineering school and graduated in the year 2000 and my major was computer science uh at the college is harvey mutt and i was um it was a great experience and I was really involved in the Christian fellowship there. And, um, I'd say it was pretty formative for me. Um, afterwards I got a job in the computer industry and worked for five years, paying off student loans and things like that, that are typical. But during that time, both college and in some of the time afterwards, um, porn was a problem for me. And even though I was Christian, even though I thought it was bad, um, it 
you know, and as the story goes, as when things were stressful or whatever, um, I would keep, I would go back to it and I, I hated it. Um, and I also knew that, uh, I wasn't the only one in this situation. Um, I know, I knew it was a problem for a lot of folks in the Christian community specifically. Um, so I went through this process in the year 2006 where I quit my job and went to Turkey, thought about being a missionary, worked at an internet cafe, um, had to evaluate filters because in Turkey it's a law that you have to have filters in an internet cafe to block porn and um, political material that the government doesn't like. And mm -hmm. so I did research on filters when I was there and really got more thinking about filters um, after that trip and just felt like there wasn't really a good option, that there was a huge need. And I knew a lot of people who um, struggled with porn and didn't want to, um, but that the closeness, the nearness of the internet, the um, accessibility of porn, and mm -hmm. the fact that you could do it anonymously just was a bad recipe. And I knew it was damaging, damaging both individuals and Christian witness. Um, so, uh, after going to Turkey, I found out I wasn't very good at learning languages. Um, mm. and I was thinking, I don't think I'm really put together to be a missionary, part, a lot, largely because of the kind of language, um, language learning deficiency in my brain. So... Uh, but I spent time thinking about, well, what am I put together to do and what could I do? And Plucky really was born out of that um, period of thinking, what do I know how to do? What's the need? Um, where can I most contribute to the kingdom? And I thought, I think I could build something that's better than what's out there right now um, based on the skills I have. So I set out to try to start doing that, and it was a side project for many years, so it took a long time to actually um, reach um, a state where other people could use it. But that's the, that's the origins of Plucky. Yeah, so what was, the, what was the journey like for you as you started kind of researching these filters and, and you know, understanding your skill set? What was the journey like for you personally in your own battle with pornography doing all of that research and kind of going along that uh, along that path? Um, well, I think it, it helped that I understood the battle. I think, or at least for me, mm -hmm. I understood my own mind. I knew how, um, how I behaved and what kind of things were tempting to me and also what I needed um, in terms of, like for a job, what I needed on the internet. Um, when I was researching filters, there was one called the Naomi filter, which is super obscure. And it was one of the only free ones I could find. Um, but it seemed to be made by a believer as far as I could tell. Um, uh, but it wasn't nothing. It I shouldn't talk too long about the Naomi filter because it's, it's long gone, but, um, it struck me in doing this research 
there should be something else that would empower people who are in the spot that I'm in, which is I don't want porn to be so accessible and there should be ways to block it. Mm -hmm. Um, or there was accountability software at the time too. The uh, X3 watch was uh, the biggest one or the most popular, but it also was, um, inadequate because it was really easy to get around, disable, um, prevent other people from knowing. It also required you have someone that you want to have reports sent to, which, um, I think was an obstacle for a lot of folks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 So I did that. And then there was also commercial, um, options that I looked at, um, and I tried reaching out to some folks too in like the X3 watch people, X3 church, um, see if I could work on their product or had some ideas and I didn't want to create a new thing. Um, cause I, I think too many options isn't that helpful, but I, yeah, there wasn't a lot of, uh, success in finding partnerships. So I eventually ended up working on the one that I thought should exist. So now talk a little bit about what this looked like as a side project. You said for a long time it was a side project. Yeah. So in terms of a side project, was it still something that you were trying to to offer to other people or was it a side project of you just trying to kind of uh, use it for yourself? Well, as a side project, I, I wanted to create a proof of concept. So the very first proof of concept for Plucky was just going to be something that blocked all images from the Internet with no... Um, chance to modify it, no customization. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to work on windows. Um, but I had a job. Um, in fact, I got two jobs, two different consulting jobs. And so plucky frequently took a backdoor to these other things. It's really takes a special person to push through and do work in isolation when there's no boss or no, you know, community. I found it was really hard to make progress. So that's why it took me, gosh, like eight years or something to release the first version. Uh, is It wasn't my job. I had a boss telling mm-hmm. me, we need this by Monday. The Plucky Project, which took much longer to create versions of, I always take a backseat. But um, yeah, so it was basically trying to create something that I, that would do the bare minimum, prove prove that it could be done, be like essential feature and then build on that. Um, but there was a couple versions I threw away um, and no, I didn't think at all about distributing this to other people until it was in some state where it actually was useful. But that was always the goal. The goal was, um, I want to make this work at least on one platform at the time I thought windows because it was the most popular and, um, and really, I wanted it to be just an option for people who wanted, this Christians especially, um, who wanted uh, to put a barrier between themselves and the internet. Mm-hmm. So, what does uh, what what dis- what makes Plucky distinct? Like, what were some of the things as you were doing a lot of your research and you're working on this project, and you were saying, you know. I, it seems obvious that as you were looking at a lot of these other products, you were uh-huh. seeing loopholes or gaps or things that were missing or broken. So how does Plucky kind of shore that up? 
What does it do? <laughs> well, maybe I'll tell you a few of the problems with the other ones. The other ones, easy to get around. That's a big problem for somebody who has a compulsion because the compulsion can be really strong at times. Like mm-hmm. you, I've heard stories you wouldn't believe, like people splicing together cables. You know, they're not even electricians, but that's how strong the the compulsion can be at times. Um, So the software had to be hard to get around. Uh, It also um, couldn't be an inadequate filter. So almost all the filters that existed were for parental controls. And most of them would filter out playboy.com or, you know, really obvious porn. But they wouldn't filter out, like, the Emmy Awards or... You know, Sports Illustrated or all kinds of things, mm-hmm. which is plenty sexual for somebody who uh, has a compulsion for those things. So that those two things still mark Plucky today in that it's both hard to get around and it's severe. So by default, when you install it, it blocks all images and videos. And then the end users expect it to customize um, the sites that are okay for them. From the beginning, I <clears throat> was skeptical that any AI or, and this was a time when AI was much um, less farther along than it is today, but it, even today, it's still a problem to identify what exactly makes up quote unquote porn, because there's so many mm-hmm. things that are gray areas and it depends on the person, whether that's a problematic um, image or uh, content. Um, so Pluggy is... Uh, intentionally not smart in that it doesn't categorize. The end user is expected to um, craft it to their own need. So yeah, how I does... Where so, I that, uh, well, and, and I'm curious about that because, I mean, some of the questions that immediately pop into my head as a as a recovering you know deviant myself is you know who's when you're looking for those ways around when you're looking it sounds to me like well wait a second if you can customize and sort of say what's allowable how do you keep from making allowable things that would actually be problematic for you yeah good question so plucky the core plucky feature that um deals with that is called the delay and it basically used time to uh, keep yourself from accessing things you don't want to. Uh, I think there's this concept of high road and low road. I remember someone, um, I can't remember the name of the man. He's a, he's at Wheaton. <clears throat> he's a brain scientist talking about how there's different parts of your mind and the low road might be the part that, um, turns on really bright when someone has a compulsion to get food or whatever their addiction is um, or their compulsion. Uh, but the high road is the, the part of your mind that has different goals. Plucky tries to empower the high road by forcing the user to plan ahead. So when you install Plucky, you need to set a delay. And the delay period can be a few seconds, it could be 10 seconds, it could be 30 minutes, it could be four hours, it could be a day. When I explain it, I normally tell people to imagine it's a day, uh, that what delay period you need depends on the person. But if it's a delay, if it's a day, then 
if right now, at this moment, I wanted to get to sportsillustrated.com <coughs> and it wasn't already allowed, I could request it, but it wouldn't take effect until tomorrow. And so from tomorrow on, I would be able to access it, but I couldn't do it right now. So it's, it would curb the impulse. Um, mm -hmm. Even if I, even if I thought, yes, I want to, I'm going to click allow, I'm going to allow it. And I'm just going to wait 24 hours. I would have 24 hours to change my mind, but in practice, I think for a lot of people, including me, um, when I was designing it, just knowing I couldn't have it now, I wouldn't have it till tomorrow would change the decision for me. So I would have to be, instead of answering the question, do I want to get to playboy.com right now? It would be, do I want to have it tomorrow? Do I want it 24 hours from now? And the answer to that for me was no, I don't want that. I want this out of my life. Mm -hmm. um, so that's how Plucky allows you to configure it yourself, but also prevents you from just configuring it at a whim to um, let you access whatever you want in the moment. Yeah, so what I'm, what I'm hearing you say is that you're, you're empowering uh, a person to engage more self-control. Is that yeah. fair? That's because goal, you're, yeah. you're you're still saying you're still saying you know you have a choice to make. It's your choice. Um, exactly. And and as I'm hearing you say that, it's kind of like I I think a lot of other um, maybe software and things, it almost can feel like the marketing is we will eliminate your need for self-control mm -hmm. like use our product be accountable whatever else and, and in other words you're kind of passing responsibility onto a software program or onto your quote-unquote accountability partner to kind of make them seem responsible for what you do online can you talk a little mm -hmm. bit about that maybe not necessarily oh, being completely disparaging towards accountability <laughs> but the idea no. of the difference uh -huh. between maybe accountability and self-control yeah, no, I, you're, you're exactly right. Um, and this isn't just like the fault of marketing. This is a fault with people. Um, people who, some people who come to Plucky come with the attitude, can the software problem solve my, can the software program solve my problem? And it, whenever someone has that attitude, I, I, I say, no, it's not this. You can't put the burden on the program. You are the one who must do the work. You can't not accept the burden. I th and I, I think that is one of the strengths of Plucky is it, um, it, and I try to describe this in the documentation when users are installing, that it's up to you to decide. It, it is a trying to make it very clear, like internally, somewhere inside the human being, you need to accept responsibility. You cannot be passive. You cannot put this on someone else, um, which doesn't mean that people shouldn't do accountability or reach out for um, support or whatever else is part of their um, their recovery. But all those things also, um, like the, act, the action of seeking out accountability or choosing to go to the group or being honest, all those things... They, you ha there has to be an acceptance of 
who is in charge of fixing you. And it's not the group. It's not the program. It's you need to accept that. Um, yeah. And so I think, and I think Plucky does appeal to um, some people who have felt um, like they want to be empowered to curb their own impulses, um, but they don't want someone else to say like another filtering company or something decide what's okay or not okay for them so much as like they know what what they want to eliminate um they just weren't empowered to do to make something themselves right right well and i think um and and you know as a as a christian uh we're actually told that that something that is intended to be produced not only intended but that will be produced in us as a result of the work of the holy spirit in our lives is self-control um while at the same time we're told in the word aren't we that we are to confess our sins to one another we're to do all this one anothering right bear one another's burdens pray for one another love one another uh can you talk about how maybe there can be some coordination between accountability and self-control maybe even in the realm in the world of software in the world yeah. of what you what you can engage on the internet yeah so <clears throat> i guess there's multiple ways to come out that one is just on the pure software level um you can have both filtering and accountability installed on your computer at the same time you could uh, you can use Plucky with some accountability solutions. Some people sell combination tools, like it's a filter and a, an accountability software. Um, but bigger picture, uh, accountability is not dependent on a program. Accountability is bigger than a program. It's actually a relationship with another person. Mm -hmm. And whether someone chooses to be honest and come forward and join an accountability group that act is very similar in my mind to the act of say eliminating a source of temptation it is making a uh, in my mind a spiritual it's a spiritual move to to say in accountability you're sacrificing your um i don't know image what what other people might think of you you're choosing to like i think that act has spiritual power um, just as I think the act of choosing to eliminate something that's convenient, um, that you know is a source of temptation, uh, is um, pow powerful. It's uh, I'm losing my, my my train of thought here, but it it I've I've experienced and I feel like <clears throat> seen that those who choose to make that like some people have kind of insinuated that if you use something like a filter you're you're not taking responsibility but i don't see it that way i see it as your responsibility in action is choosing to install a filter that is your will being exercised mm -hmm. to try to change yeah i don't i, I don't know if that's no i i i think uh you know, one of the things that I'm I'm thinking of right now as you're saying all this is uh, none of us will be able to stand before God and point a finger to someone else for our mm -hmm. our actions. 
that we're responsible for. In other words, I think all the way back in the garden, what did Adam do? The woman you get, like you pointed to her. And guess what we're told throughout all of Scripture? Who was laid the responsibility? Uh, who was the responsibility laid on for the first sin? It was Adam. He was responsible. So mm -hmm. even even though he's like, but wait a second, she gave me the well. You you made a choice, <laughs> mm -hmm. you acted, and therefore you are personally responsible for that action. So what I'm hearing you say is whether it be what we might call self control, which is very easily we can say, oh yeah, you got to take personal responsibility for that, or mm -hmm. accountability. Both are there's a personal responsibility there for what I'm going to choose to do in either one of those categories. Is that is that fair to say? Yeah, I, I, I agree. So tell us, tell us about just kind of what you are seeing on kind of in the world of technology. I mean, the, I mean, obviously the, the internet has changed dramatically since 2000. Uh, I yeah. mean, uh, the, you know, I think, I think about, uh, it blows me away that it was what 2007 before the first iPhone came out and now they're ubiquitous. Like, how do you imagine life without, you know, a smartphone? Um, yeah. So can you can you share with us from maybe just what you're seeing from the tech side that are uh, positive trends, dangerous trends, things that maybe some people in our audience need to be aware of to maybe have a, a safer experience in their online activity? Mm. Well, let's say there's been a positive trend culturally and within the tech sphere of recognizing the internet can have negative consequences in people's lives, addiction to social media or porn or what have you. There's more acknowledgement and it's more widely acknowledged that that's a problem that uh, even the big tech companies have their voices. They're saying we need to be responsible or we need to, consider what to do about this. The problem is uh, no one really knows. Um, our generation, the, the, the problems we're facing, I mean, fundamentally they're not new, but the way we deal with information and the access to information and who's, what's going to happen next, it's changing very quickly. And I don't, I don't have, like while that while there's some hope that there's more recognition of it, there I don't think there's a lot of evidence that we know what the good solution is long term. Um, like if mm -hmm. maybe it's hard to imagine either. Um, I don't know a, a utopia, a technological utopia that don't doesn't have some of the problems, especially with porn, because I just feel like how people are made. Um, unless people became disinterested in porn, which doesn't seem likely, or unless we all live under like a, a, a much different state than is currently uh, in power in the world, like like the states we normally think of as really oppressive, um, porn porn seems like it's going to be an option. So how exactly you deal with that and the fact that it's available in your home uh, is, is unanswered. I think, I think plucky is like one example of a way to deal with it. But, um, trend wise, I feel like even, well, this is a little bit different, but there is a trend in 
in technology companies to protect their platform, to combat malware. And they, those are other new phenomenon that are happening that we don't know what's going to happen with data and, you know, hackers who bring down the oil flow for the whole East Coast. Does that right, mean we all right. need to have phones that we can't, you can't allow normal people to install the apps on them because normal people install stuff that lets a hacker on that lets you shut down the our society well if you do that if you limit what users can install on your phones you also eliminate things like the tool i work on right yeah. because tech companies like google and facebook or not facebook android um apple <clears throat> they're the ones who control the platform and, and their values are not the same that what they value most it has a certain flavor to it. It's not the same as what, say, I value most or what uh, maybe some of your listeners value most. Um, I think it is important to keep society stable and to prevent, uh, like, huge accidents and hackers from um, destroying things. But on the other hand, I think porn wreaks a lot of havoc in people's lives. And that, that that's um, unless technology companies have that value, it's up to like third parties to be able to do that. But whether third parties will be able to continue to do that is uh, kind of a question. Yeah, yeah. Well, John, we're, uh, we've only got a couple minutes left, but I would I would love for our listeners to be able to know where they can go to learn more about Plucky and just even any other resources that you would want to share with them uh, before we okay. wrap up. Well, uh, so Plucky is spelled P-L-U-C-K-E-Y-E, like pluck eye. So if you just type that into a search engine, you'll find the main site. Um, and there are links on there. Uh, there's, I guess, three things I'll mention. One is Plucky, the product, uh, which if anyone wants to try, that'd be um, feel free. You can download it. It's, it's free to try. You don't get um, prompted to pay or anything for a month. It's a sliding sale subscription. There's also a filters page, which is, designed to help people know what options are out there. So if you have a iPhone and you're a parent and you, or, or your kid has an iPhone, um, you can search on this page and get a list of products that are available. <clears throat> it's filters.pluckeye.net. And the third thing I'm going to mention is um, we, are, we are trying to partner with other Christian companies in this space. And so if anybody here is listening, works for a Christian company, tech company, or is interested in that vision, we're trying to start an organization called Builders, um, which is based on Haggai 1, uh, that basically tries to work together for the sake of pushing um, kingdom concerns forward faster and more effectively than like we could do by ourselves. Um, I'd love to talk to anyone who's interested in that. Um, and you can find contact information for, you, for me on the website. Yeah, that'd be great. I, I think uh, I'm gonna, we're going to put all that in our show notes because we definitely want to encourage our, our listeners and viewers to go um, check out not just Plucky, but also look for those opportunities to, uh, you know, to connect and maybe even collaborate with you on this. Because, you know, one of the things I was, I was thinking of as you were talking about you know, the big tech companies is mm -hmm. um, 
sometimes I think we can talk about technology as if it's like personified, you know, mm-hmm. like it's its own. Even when we talk about AI, you know, it seems like we think that there's not actually human beings behind that. There are. It's still all driven by human beings. And so therefore, in the same way that some of these, you know, the direction that some of these big tech companies are going because of the human beings that are running them, I think we have opportunity to come together as those who share similar values, the same Christian, um, you know, uh, principles and be able to say, well, what, what would happen if we locked arms and actually worked together? So thank you, John, for what you're doing. And uh, we hope that it only continues to, to grow. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah. Well, listeners, we're always glad that you're with us. Uh, We look forward to seeing you back here again next time on the Pure Sex Radio program. So have a great week. Take care. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.